Thank you, friends, for joining another amazing episode. Now, here's some coaching announcements before we get started. So we are going to be talking about this contest that we're going to start. Now, Mark Your Calendars is going to start week of May 24th. So what it is, it's a lead up to our 100th episode. And we want to be giving away prizes every Friday. So I will be giving away prizes every Friday on my live uh, coaches corner. Now how you can win, you go to iTunes and you make sure you're subscribed, leave a review and five stars and you will go into a draw. Now don't forget to leave your Instagram handle so that I can find you and don't forget to go check out my website sylviedaou.ca for all the local bike maintenance clinics, learn to group ride clinics. If you're new to cycling, this is something you definitely should sign up for. You're going to learn all the things that you need to know to be a safe and confident cyclist and online group and my online cycling skills programs. Plus, I just started a cycling fitness membership for working out. This is where you can really dive into becoming a well-rounded cyclist with strength training. Now go check all those out. I can't wait to see you. Enjoy this episode. So before we dive into this episode with Mike Nash, this was probably the last one-on-one face-to-face interview that I had with something for the podcast. Now, it was taken in February of 2020, and it was taken in his office, so it might sound a little funny, but I just wanted to give you a heads up that go to the YouTube Uh, video. This one is a good visual because I have lots of um, articles that Mike was sharing with us. Have a great episode. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daewoo, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's interview cycling series, Secrets from the Saddle with Mike Nash. So Sylvie Dow here, and uh, so what we've what I started to hear about two years ago was just out of pure curiosity because of my cycling background. I have a women's cycling club, one of the largest, I think is the largest in Canada called Cycle Fit Chicks. I've been a road cycling racer. I'm a events coordinator, commissaire. So I do a lot of stuff cycling related and I thought it might be interesting that people might want to learn more about the cycling world and different parts about it. So that's why I've started reaching out to a lot of the people that I know locally here and internationally to bring you some of the amazing things that make up cycling. So we're talking to Mike Nash here, or Michael Nash. Mike's fine. Mike, and I reached out to him. So funny enough, we have not, we probably officially met once. 
but I've heard a lot about him. Time trials years ago. Time trials. Well, I taught. I interviewed uh, Jim uh, Glover. Glover, and yeah. he talked about you. So yeah, Jim, here you are. Coaches, yeah. Because he helped you code. Yeah, yeah. He helped me get started for sure. All right. So what we're gonna do is we're going to dive into a bit of Mike's background. So he lives in Carp here with his wife, and they have a horse farm. So I love horses. Four. I grew up. We've got four horses and four dogs. Four horses and four dogs. So if that doesn't keep you busy while you're cycling, not cycling, or yeah, working, definitely keeps you out of trouble. So let's start. So we've got stuff to show you too, which is super exciting. I love having pictures because I'll take some of these and I'll post them after. And um, so Mike, how about you tell us about how you got into cycling? Sure. Yeah, I got into cycling rather late. Um, That's okay. Like Lane a lot of good. people, like me, you know, busy working and stuff. And I played soccer and hockey and all these other sports. And then mm -hmm. I was looking for something that was. I had broken my leg actually um, oh. playing soccer, and one of our neighbors came over to to break our horse. Not break, but the the term is really get it under saddle. Yeah. And it was actually Ray Zahab who. Get out of town! I just reached out to Ray. So Ray's, we'll be Ray, to Ray, I bet. Ray came over with his hockey helmet on, and he <laughs> decided, like, he was a bit of a cowboy, so he's like, okay, I'm gonna get this okay, horse did going. did Ray live near you? Ray lived one street over. And he had horses too, didn't he? Did, yes. He had horses too, okay. Yeah, so he said to me, hey Mike, once your cast is off, why don't we go mountain biking? So... <laughs> That's a good thing to do. Yeah, right. right. So <laughs> he took me to Camp Fortune. And it was crazy. Uh, like, I don't mountain bike, and uh, it was very dangerous. And I had, to, <laughs> I had to walk down a lot of the sections. Yeah. But he had remarked on the way up. He said, "Oh, you're pretty strong." And I didn't really think anything of it, honestly. So he, st but he started coaching me like just as in physical fitness. Mm -hmm. And I was pretty done with soccer by that time because men's soccer. So how, long, how old were you at that time? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, thirty-five. Oh, okay. Guessing. Yeah. Yeah. So. So that's probably when I've, I ran into Ray, too, because he started mountain biking and French racing. All right. Yeah. So he in Chelsea. He was in, yeah, yeah. in Chelsea at the yeah. time. So then he actually got me to the Peak Center. Oh. And, and then I got tested there, and, and I guess my test results were pretty good. I, I didn't really know. <laughs> and then they said, well, why don't you do some racing? And I said, I don't know anybody in cycling. And, but I was riding out one day with just in my neighborhood in Canada uh -huh. and, and what happened is I saw this pack of cyclists go by who I later learned was an OBC group ride and I recognized somebody who was on the back of the pack. It was Avery Burdett and, and he's like, Hey Mike, join along. And I'd never even ridden with a group at all. And so I did. And then he said, Oh, you should come out to the time trials. So, oh boy. So then I did. That's yeah, yeah, I did. I did for the very last time trial of the season. I remember actually Jim Glover was doing registration and he was basically like, I'm not letting anyone register on the last night. <laughs> which was kind of, ironic, know, kind of ironic because he ended up being my coach. And, <laughs> then he's uh, like, hmm, you've got a really good time. No, you know, I, didn't, like I didn't really. Like, I, <laughs> I barely cracked 24 minutes. I had a road bike. and But I thought, this is pretty neat. So I came out and did it afterwards. And I know, like, some things you just kind of stick with it. It was a good community. Like, the OBC mm -hmm. time trial team was very 
um, supportive, you know, it was a yeah. good group of people. And then eventually through that, I met, you know, Glenn Rendell and uh, started yeah. racing with Glenn and, yeah. you know, met Jim and a whole Ryan bunch of other, Rendell, yeah, guys, yeah. but a whole bunch of other people. So what started as just a casual ride out in the country turned into something that has pretty much been a secondary focus for like the last, you know, 15 years. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. It's funny how cycling and community team can do that to you. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, playing team sports got mm -hmm. harder as people got busier, families and stuff, and yeah. so then you could find a group to cycle with, and, you know, I didn't, I just met a lot of good people and mm -hmm. had a lot of fun, so. Okay, so you found the OBC and you found Jim. Yeah. So where does it go from there? Like, what happened? Um, I think at the time, Glenn, uh, Rendell, he was doing some time trials. Uh -huh. So, um, he just said, you should probably come out and bike race. And I never, <laughs> ever bike race. And I said, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> and he said, well, come out and do it anyway. And That's it. It's okay. You'll be fine. Yeah. Come on out. He said, yeah, you're going to crash. And that's <laughs> Well, at least he was, he was upright with you. I yeah. mean, that's good. It's like everybody eventually yeah. has a little head. But yeah. it'll be fine. We'll just get back on. So we went to our first race. Uh, it was in Windsor. I remember that. And uh, Windsor, Ontario. It was the Tour de Ville Italia. So that would be with, you know, Glenn and Jason, Chaney, and maybe Aaron Filion was with, on the team, and Jim Selmos, and... Uh, Casey Roth, that's uh, Ryan's brother, um, Sean Wakefield, I'm trying to think who else was on oh, yeah. the team. Just a bunch of guys who were really fun to race with. And anyway, we're walking up to registration, and I see this guy crash and slide across the sidewalk and slam into the curb, and he's screaming. <laughs> and so this is my very first criterion, very first road race. And Glenn says, oh, don't worry, that won't be you. And <laughs> As he walks over the guy. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and he was literally screaming on the ground. Anyway, so... Uh, it's a good thing you were intimidated by that, because yeah, a lot of people I, probably be like, um, I, you know... I don't remember much, to be honest, about that race, but I do remember that. This is, like, the first thing I saw. Um, but yeah, that's how I got into it. Um, and I did quite a bit of racing with those guys, so we uh -huh. would race every... Um, well, one summer it seemed like we raced every weekend. Yeah. Uh, my wife reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah. That I was yeah. away quite a bit. <laughs> um, that happens. Yeah, and then, and I don't know why, but I was very intrigued by track cycling. So okay. that's... And time trials kind of seemed, like, similar, like a timed efforts, endurance timed efforts, so... I did you, um, I why, did you start in Forest City? Yeah, actually in I did. London? Yeah, um... Because that was probably the only place. I rode Forest City. Yeah, the 138-meter <clears throat> track. <laughs> uh, that was scary. That track is so fast. Well, it's only fast because it's so small. And by the time you're around one corner, you're into the next. And I remember being on it and getting, like, dizzy. It was terrifying to come off the track and hope you could stop on the slippery... Uh, yeah. ...skating rink surface yeah. before you went into the next corner. <laughs> but getting off that track was frightening. When you were on it, you were okay, but... 
It took me a long time to actually get up the nerve to go around somebody on the track because you're kind of trying to time it out of the corner, but the straightaway is so short that, anyways. It yeah, took no, me a long I. Time. You probably got better on it than I did because I didn't do any real serious group racing or anything on it. Well, I was just group riding, like just. But I think you just went straight into events, did you? Yeah, not? I went straight into pursuit. Um, and Jim helped me out a lot with that. We we actually went to a lot of tracks. We went to Dieppe. We went to the Bromont track. Oh, okay. We went to London track. Mm -hmm. You know, this was all before Milton came. Yeah, yeah. Line. So explain what's pursuit for everybody. Uh, pursuit is really two people starting on opposite sides of the track out of a starting gate, and then okay. you know chasing each other, pursuing each other for a, a distance. So um, depending on the event. You know, the, the, the elite distance is 4K. Okay, so I was just going to ask. I only ever did that once, <laughs> I think, at a national championship. I actually rode that, you know, in Los Angeles as well. So oh. because of my job, I would travel quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So anytime I would see there's a velodrome nearby, I'd try and get on it. So <clears throat> I did have some fun riding at the, uh, I think it was called the Home Depot Center at the time okay. in, in Los Angeles, which is was in an interesting neighborhood. Um, just, <laughs> anyway, so. Well, if you know the sign of the velodrome, you got to find a, a cheap place to build it. Yeah. And is that what you're saying? Like, kind of a Yeah, it was out. a little sketchy. Yeah, <laughs> it was a little sketchy. Um, at the time, anyway. I'm not sure what it's like now. And, yeah, I got into the timed events. So, yeah, the, the 4K, 3K, 2K. It's kind of weird because as you get older, the distances get slower, even though you're getting slower. So... You'd think the distance would go up, but you know, it takes forever to run heats and stuff, so Oh that's why. <laughs> so as you get older you're getting slower, so they just sort of shorten the distances? Is that how it works? Yeah, so when you're like fifty plus you're riding like a two K pursuit instead of a three K pursuit when you're like forty to forty nine. Would you prefer doing something shorter? Well, yes and no. I mean if you're an endurance person then you're yeah, not as good getting out of the gate. So hmm. it actually tends to favor like Kilo riders or something, or more fast more, twitch, yeah, fast twitch kind of guys. So, yeah, yeah. Oh. but um, mm. yeah, but anyway, I I don't know why, but at one point I just thought, well, let's look at some of the records. That's why I was because oh, this is where I wanted to ask because you have quite a few one kilometer and two kilometer. Uh, yeah, two kilometer um, record holder. Um, well, like you hold the record in. I don't think I hold that record in the one, but because um, I just would only ride that as a warm up event. But yeah, like yeah, the two K. The two K have the Canadian record. And the one hour, you have to explain that too. Yeah, so the hour is um, really just that. It's it's basically start from a starting gate uh -huh. and then ride an hour. And just try and go as long as you can. As fast. Yeah. Yes. Go, go for as much distance. So yes, as fast. Okay. So it's distance in an hour. Distance in an hour. That's it. It's really simple. So I was attracted to the like simplicity of the event. But I, had, I had no. <laughs> and idea. because and you and you're just by yourself, which yeah is safer. <laughs> yes, it's safer, but yeah, I mean that's true. Yes, it's definitely safer. <laughs> I've only seen one person crash in the hour, <laughs> and that was when they were done. <laughs> Getting off the track. Yeah. So you have some pretty impressive, like, I wrote down, oh no I didn't. 
Oh, no, I did. So the Canadian National 2K effort, you're at 52 kilometers an hour. Yeah, that, that's pretty fast. Well, yeah, I did. Yeah, that's pretty fast, I guess, because that's your average speed. So yeah, um, yeah, I did that last year in Aguas, <clears throat> in Aguas Caliente. Yes. Yeah, so this is it. You traveled to Mexico. Yeah. To go for this event, was that planned or was it kind of? Well, actually, that specific event wasn't planned. I was. I was there to see if I could get better than my uh, 2018 distance in the mm -hmm. hour, which I wasn't able to do, but I did a couple hour attempts <clears throat> and they didn't go that great. And then I thought, well, I'm here. Um, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Well, I thought I would do a 2K just to kind of change things up a bit. Yeah. yeah. So. And as it turned out, yeah, I was able to set a new Canadian record. That wasn't really, like, an intentional thing. Uh -huh. It just happened, and I was, you know, I was happy to do it, because okay, it's, so, it's nice to have a good outcome. Yeah, so let me, so when, when, so there's always, like, so you start the event, and then at some point, you're like, oh my gosh, I can actually possibly do this. Mm -hmm. So when was it... In that two kilometers, because I assume it doesn't take <laughs> Actually, very long honestly, to do that. Actually, there was no time in that two kilometers where do I said that. Do you think that? Really? No, I basically said. Mm. Was there a clock anywhere you could see that your like your times? Yeah, really... you, you could see your split times. I basically said I'm just gonna try and do uh, <clears throat> sixteen second laps and hold on until the end. <laughs> until the end. Yeah, that's basically it. Because yeah, I forget what the first lap was. It was crappy. The guys like um, Brent Atkins who helped me out with my starting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was there with you? No, no, but he had helped me out previously. Yeah. Um, and, uh, sorry, I think it's Brent Atkins. I said, I said Brent. Um, yeah. And he, he still tells me that I could get faster if I would just listen. So James and James Aww. Brooks and, and Brett Atkins have both helped me with my starting, but they weren't there, and yeah. my starting was pretty crap, according to them. So, uh, but no, at no point did I think, oh, I'm going to do this because I didn't even actually know what the record was. I just, oh, oh that's I just, probably sometimes it's always better like that. And you're just like, oh. yeah, I just thought I can probably hold this pace if yeah. I, yeah, if I, because I was just comparing it to the hour record laps and I figured hour record laps for me were, you know, around 18 seconds, but yeah. I figured 16 seconds for a 2k would be good not bad a good time so I always find that I have the best results when I don't have any like indicators in front of you you know like odometers wattage like anything and you're just going based on feel and I find that I get just as my experience made just like yours just you well, have a better outcome when you're not looking at numbers while you're doing Well, you definitely, to... you can't look at numbers while you're doing the hour yeah. record. So you don't have your odometer, you don't have a heart rate monitor. You just yeah. basically have one person who's beside you on the track. So I had my dad was there in 2018, which was great. Uh -huh. And my sister was there Oh, yeah, I saw last that. Year. Um, but you can't really go 100% on feel because sometimes if you feel really good and you start too fast. Yeah. Which I did. So I did the hour record, you know, done it seven times. So I've had some 
Some, you can't start fast on that. I've had like, some hits and misses, and yeah. I started fast in Knowlton when I had a bunch of friends came to help me, like Jason Chaney and Sean, oh. Gates, Sean Gates and Jim Silmos. Like they all came to help me. I really stunk it up. So <laughs> that, and I started too fast. You get excited and you think, oh man, I feel yeah, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then 15 minutes later, you feel You're like terrible. This ain't and gonna end well. Yeah, it's the longest 45 minutes of your life. <laughs> Honestly, I would have got off the bike at any time there if those guys hadn't sacrificed their entire weekend. So, well, you know, it's a little road trip for a friend. So, yeah. what do you, what do you think besides starting out too fast in the gate that might have been a factor in not getting the numbers you're looking well, for? Well, I mean, so you, I mean, not training enough. I think that's. Like, I don't live near a velodrome, so the one thing I thought of, so Milton's, I don't know, 450 kilometers from my house. Yeah, I know. And there's no velodrome in Ottawa, and we have Bromont, but then if it rains, you can't train. You know that's being covered, eh? Yeah, I know it's being covered, which is great, but it's still about the <laughs> same distance, because you have to get through Montreal. So, and it's being covered, but I'm not sure, is it going to be completely covered? Yeah, it's going to be, uh, I think they're starting this... September, don't quote me, but um, definitely by 2021, and it's going to be fully covered. They're going to have offices underneath. Oh, like, it's going to be a full, full facility. Oh, I think that's Sylvain uh, well, Adams, our, who's our, involved in that, right? Who? Sylvain Adams, who's uh, Sylvain, I've never... Israeli pro cycling. I met him at the track now. I know Nicholas. But I think he's, he's, he's one of the main sponsors of that. Oh, sponsors, probably. Another great guy, him and... Uh, I'll think of it. So Sylvain and and he's uh, he already like runs the facility right now, so he's one of the organizers, I guess. Yeah, I mean that would be good too. Well, our it wasn't area really an, definitely it wasn't really an option though because I have driven you know four uh -huh. hours and then you get there and there's a little sprinkle of rain. Oh, then you're this, yeah. okay. I'm mountain biking. Sliding off the track. No, <laughs> yeah. mountain bike or road in the so so yeah. So training. What else? Um. So training, sleep. sleep uh, I try different strategies to get ready for the altitude in Mexico. So Mexico is oh, a hundred is okay, uh, yeah. six thousand feet. So mm. it's actually eighteen hundred eighty-eight meters in Aguas Caliente. Oh, okay. So, I mean, the interesting thing is that you think you can... Did you get there early? Uh, not apologize? the first time. The f I never, actually, I never got there early either time. Mm -hmm. But when, this last time, I tried using a tent for sleeping in. Right. An altitude tent, which, for me, it didn't work that well. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really tricky because, you know, you're more tired when you're sleeping at altitude. Right. So I was training at sea level, sleeping at altitude. Uh, Which okay. is, I think the you know literature would say that's the thing to try. So uh -huh. I did. So it didn't, it, it, didn't, it didn't work that well. But you know, from year to year, it's pretty hard because I mean the hour record. For anyone who's done it, they know there's like so many logistics, you know, in terms of officials and track rental and everything. So you've got to be, I'll say, perfect on the day. Now, and you have to be on. Were you on your own bike? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it has to arrive. Yes. So I think I saw a post or something. It'd be really nice to have my bike back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or is that coming home? That's coming home. So, oh, yeah. okay. 
<laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as long as it gets home eventually. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a couple uh, photos here we're going to share. We're going to talk about it. Okay. So this one, we're going to take an extra. So I'm just going to bring this up. Okay. So pay close attention to his face and then the guy behind and then a little bit of the crowd. Just <laughs> everybody in awe. All right. Let's talk about this. Uh, this is uh, 2000. Where was this? Um, it was at the Ford test track in Detroit. Oh! Uh, sorry, not not in Detroit. I think it... Yeah, it's in Detroit. It's actually Ford... This is a car track? Yeah, it was a car track. It's an old really? one-mile track. Oh! Is it straight? Uh, it's an oval. Oh, okay. It's really like a one-mile oval. Oh! And it was a... I love this guy's face behind him. That's... Uh, yeah. Is that Ed Beal? You said Ed Oh, sorry. Is that yeah. good? That's classic. That's like, oh my god. Yeah. And then Mike. Yeah, I think I swore <laughs> at the end. I was so happy. Uh, yeah. It's over. And that was yeah, my that was kind of funny. That was my one and only ever road win. So I, as a, so, as so a, this as was a road race. It wasn't like a crit or. It was. I think they called it a circuit race okay. because it was really a one mile circuit. I can't remember. And all those people. <laughs> on the sidelines, they were previously in the race. Oh! Because it was so windy that the brake lapped the field and they pulled the field. So oh. there was only maybe seven of us left at the end. Oh my gosh, really? And they had time to change? Yes. That's how, <laughs> that is how... How yeah, long it was? That's how long it was and how quickly things got out of control. Because it was... There was about a 40 kilometer, 40 mile an hour wind yeah. on one section. So it was like a death march on one section and this. So you like down so to a crawl and then you like. It was, it was so hard on one section and then so fast on the other section. This is the fast side. Jeez, you just have to recover quickly on the fast section yeah. before you get into the other. It was one. a funny day though because um, Jason Cheney, I still remember, I, I had been dropped about 10 times. Because I was pretty terrible at staying on a wheel, because uh -huh. not being a, a real, I'll say, bike racer, mm -hmm. I wasn't the best in positioning. And Jason, as I was getting dropped for the very last time, he yelled something at me, and I thought he said, go through the, <laughs> the pack, which I thought was crazy, <laughs> but he yelled it at me, and I went, went through, through and, and like ended up being in front, and then established about a 12 second lead and hung, hey. on, hung on for the win so but it was really funny because I would never ever have won the race if I had actually what did he actually say to you? he said get to the front or something like that oh, okay, he didn't say not. go through he oh, basically was like front. don't oh, well. don't tail gun which was I was famous, <laughs> famous for tail guns so. and then sprinting ahead did you do that? I didn't sprint ahead I don't remember what I, I did just honestly I just hung on <laughs> anyway, it was it was funny <laughs> That's a classic, that's a great photo. You ever have one as a racer? Yeah, yes, it was, and it was a memorable thing because it was, you know, I was there with my team and just a great bunch of guys, and so it was fun. That was in 2009. Oh, 2009, okay, where's this one? This is 2018, just a second, what is this one here? 2000. Okay, these are both safe. So this is you. Look at that, and the horses. Yeah, it was a very, very cold day. 
Well, you look, it looks kind of warmer, oh, no, actually. Like minus 20. It's like, take the jacket off and look like it's spring. Yeah. <laughs> this is, oh yeah, it's January 12th. Oh, it's freaking cold. Yeah. Well, you look pretty happy. Yeah, I'm there with Belle and Rudy, two of our horses. So this is from the Ottawa Sun. And uh, so it's January 12th, 2018. So you can Google that and have a little read about Mike. I'll take put a picture in there below. If anybody has any comments, please comment. Or if you have any questions. And then we have this action shot. Yeah. Of Mike and the Melodrome. Uh, Where was this? Being Manchester. You've you've sold quite a few different velodromes. Yeah, I think seven or eight. Wow. Brian Piccolo, Manchester. Mm -hmm. Brian Piccolo's Florida. Oh, Mike Woods. Yeah. Is that the same Mike Woods? Yeah. Uh... Yeah, the Guelta, our local. Oh, Matt Deluc. Just so many good cyclists. Derek. G. Edvan. Oh, Dale Mateo. I'm literally looking forward to Derek and the team pursuit, hopefully, at the Olympics, if it happens this year. Okay, I'll tell you something. I stopped at Eurosports today, and guess who was there? Derek Jean. And John! Awesome. I was like, oh my gosh! Yeah, so they were... Um, great guys. So they were there, and uh, and um, I'm like, what? You buying another frame? Like, you need another frame? Or, you know, for his rate? And he said, so his dad's like... Well, I promised, I promised Derek if he made the Olympics that I would buy him a bike, <laughs> a gravel bike. I was like, so I'm the, like, what? You made the Olympics? Yeah, yeah, no, there's, there's yeah. Really fantastic cycling, cyclists in the area. Oh my gosh, and those guys, like, you know, anyways, there, yeah, like you said, along with yourself, there's a lot of oh, great cyclists. I'm nowhere yeah. close to those guys, like. They're, they're, I'm, I'm fine for like my age. They're, they're amazing <laughs> athletes, those guys. Well, the thing is that if you look at John and you look at Ron, yeah, they all like super excelled in the last five years. Yeah. And they're in their 50s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they all like you got a good engine. And had that, they put this train, on train, there. yeah. And then they just had like. A stellar years, and there's no reason why you can't yeah. do that too and go back and no, just no, for sure. kill it some more. Yeah. All right, so there's an action shot on the velodrome in Manchester, and what what do we have? Train and Ron, Ron and I would train in his garage. Oh, I've heard the pain shower, the pain, pain cave. Pain cave. I think everybody's got a couple of those. I've got. Well, mine's not pain cave. I don't get. I'm only by myself, so it doesn't count. <laughs> All right, so what's this? Uh, I think my most memorable win as a time trialist from 2008. Mm. Um, elite championship, so. Nice. And uh, where was this? Is this Canada? Yeah, it's definitely in Ontario. So. Oh, yes. Ontario's uh, national. Yeah, it's OCA. Uh, so elite meaning, is that your age group or is no, out of like open, everybody? Everyone. Hey. So well, means you're... yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean, like, the best of the best, to be honest, like... Okay, stop. No, 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 but what I'm saying is there were good racers there. Mm-hmm, but you were the best. On that day, yes. <laughs> Darko, so Darko you beat Fico. out the younger boys. Well, you know, Darko Fico was there, who was, who was a legend in time trawling, so... And you just had to put the hammer down. Well... And just show him who was I boss. really liked Darko, and I haven't heard of him lately, but he was... 
You put him out of the game. Uh, I don't know about that. I think he had got <laughs> injured doing the tour of Langkawi or something the previous year. Oh. Hurt his hip. So Ooh. I don't know if I'd be dark That's on bad. on a good day. That's good. Well, and you Ryan know Roth was there, but I think again, not his best day. You know what? So I had a race. Only like one that. by eight seconds, so I was happy. Eight seconds? Eight seconds. That's a lot. So when you talk about like you know, the top riders weren't there and you ended up winning and you're like, what just happened? And you take a look around you're like, oh, I know why that happened, but I'll take it anyways. Cause yeah, no, I mean, it's still a special thing. That happened to me. It wasn't a national championship, but well, that wasn't either. Oh. Well, I mean, it was a provincial championship. Mine was at, um, uh, down in, um, uh, oh, the, Oh, Charlevoix series. Oh, yeah, I've got one of those. Uh, yeah, so too. that only year I was racing senior went to. Actually, was uh, I was on, <clears throat> yeah. And that year, I came first in the time trial. And because all the other girls were racing tour to PEI, hmm. and they weren't there. <laughs> but anyways... I came, I came first in that, and I actually uh, came second overall, which was pretty stellar. So, uh, I think where is this? This is this is a national championship. Yeah, that was one of the ones on the track, and uh, Ryan McRendell did a nice jersey for me, which was very nice. Ah, love having a Canadian flag on you. Now I, okay, so then this was the picture that I posted, and you had. But I thought there was another Canadian... Uh, yeah, there was another national championship that was last year. That was probably this one. Oh, yeah, bring it over here. This is more of the standard. Yeah, there you go. That was and that's you had the medal. Yeah, that was for the pursuit. That's cool. Yeah. It's always nice having one of these in your Although Well, the nice thing about it is you closet. can't... Well, you shouldn't be able to buy them, right? You have to earn them, so... Well, yeah, exactly. So when you see somebody wearing this, you know... That they've earned it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. That's why people don't like it when the CCA sells like old Team uh, Canada skin suits. Oh, stuff. really? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people would that say would you like, can earn it. Kind of like poo pooing that, yeah. OCA. Yeah. Alright. Right. So now, what's next? Because we had a quick chat about community stuff. So. What's next for you? What have you been working on within the community? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, so after doing the hour record for the last three years, I, I had said to my <laughs> wife that I was going to take a year off. <laughs> She's happy with that. Yeah. I, so are you her Sherpa? Uh, well, I mean, with the horses, yes. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, does she compete like, in yeah, horses? Yeah, she competes yeah, in horses, so um, I just take care of the dogs and the farm. You don't drive? Like, no, no I, I do drive, but I don't drive for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> other people drive the horses, but, um, so a couple things, I guess, uh, the trips for kids, I've been on their board for a long time. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about that, because that's, that's local to here, right? Yes. And how, and what is that? Because so I've heard of it too, I don't know. Yeah, so too, Trips for too Kids much is a charity to get kids who are under, I'll say underprivileged or mm -hmm. don't otherwise have the opportunity on yeah. the bikes and have them out. Um, is that just mountain biking though? 
It is just mountain biking and some snowshoeing as well. Oh, okay. So that all started, um, Kat Weaver, who's in Bell's Corners, was doing a program on her own, completely solo, and I saw a small news item about mm -hmm. her, so I contacted her and, and just asked if there was something I could do to continue to grow, help grow our organization. Yeah. So went from her, I mean, it still is 90% cat. Mm -hmm. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's lots of volunteers. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> lots of volunteers. She the has like 160 bikes, I think, now. So That's great. So those bikes, they rent out no, to so kids? Or how does that work with like 160 bikes? They've given out 160 so bikes? So what or? happens is they're, they organize rides at schools and events oh, and locations. Okay. And then kids get to use those bikes mm -hmm. as part of the events. Trips for Kids is a larger organization out of Marin County, California. There's a bunch of chapters everywhere. Oh, okay. So, so this isn't just created here. She's kind of brought brought it to well, Canada. Yeah. So what, when I was first talking to her, I'm like, well, let's for, look for a similar organization oh. with like a built-in model. Yeah. So yeah. you can have, you know, operating procedures and... Mm -hmm. You volunteers just, and you can just kind of follow an existing try and true model. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, so it just made it logistically a lot easier instead of starting oh, something from scratch. Seriously, that's a great um, idea. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, to be honest, I do very little. Like, I, I had some involvement in, and I go to the board meetings when I remember, <laughs> and and I. Hey, Mike. And I'm, yeah, exactly. That happened last night, actually. Ping. What? Yeah, oops. <laughs> so anyway, I go to the board meetings and there's just tons of volunteers and, and uh, it's a good good group. Um, they deserve uh, a lot of community support because I think people forget, <clears throat> you know, a lot of us are very fortunate and you forget about people who are less fortunate, mm -hmm. you know, and it's good to, to do something for other people with, you know, nothing in it for yourself. So I think that it's a really nice thing about that organization. So then those bikes travel to schools for What's kids. It? Is that how So it works? what happened is, uh, like three years ago, I think, we wrote up an Ontario Trillium grant. Yeah. And we were trying to establish a new operating model where we could keep like shipping containers on site with bikes oh, okay. securely locked in them so that we could have, it would be a little easier to have the programs, like okay. a little bit more turnkey. Yeah. So that's what happens today. There's not a lot of bikes being ferried around. Okay. There's like different locations um, where different schools um, with access to access to trails. Okay. So, so look, that's where they put like the containers the and container. then run the programs out of there. Oh, okay. And then also things like the Dave Smith program and other mm. um, programs in the city. Oh. Yeah. Hmm, you're a good resource to know. <laughs> well, because I might need you. Because, <laughs> like you said, it's always good to to kind of jump on what's already being done or model something that's already been done. Because I have an idea for for Quebec to al along something along that lines. But so that's what's been keeping you busy. Yeah. So what's the summer gonna look like for you? I'm gonna ride with friends. I'm still semi-training, but I'm not following a real training program this year. <laughs> you know, I'm going to see if I can still be decent in time trials. 
but oh, for the like the OBC. Yeah, but I don't know. Just the ones either that or the Elmont Bike Club, who have like a fantastic course uh-huh. out this way, and they were a huge help in you know me getting ready for all the hour records. So a little bit more volunteer work. Some gravel rides, uh, riding with friends. Crits? No, no real plans. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean. They are in the city now. They're not close to you anymore. I will say that I will ride crits like I always do at the very back. So. <laughs> well, it's nice because, well, it might be, you know, because now it's different, right? You've got eight points, eight corners. Mm. So there's a lot of turning right and left, which usually is just one directional. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the one at um, Tony's Bastion? Yeah, Tony's. Yeah, I think Glenn, I think Glenn and Jay organized that one. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I, been, I didn't go to that one. I went to the one out here in Carp, which was basically... The, I know, um, I heard about that. I'm like, I'm like, not going there. Like oval. <laughs> oh but God. yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good after um, Ross McKnight ran, you know, the NRC crit series mm-hmm. for 20 years. I mean, people start to realize, wow how much work that was yeah and uh, also the need too I know it was a lot of work and and um, you know when he gave it up as people like who's gonna take it on yeah but uh, it's definitely kind of a need in this area for stuff like that well especially as a way for people to get introduced to racing I remember mm-hmm. you know I just remember Mateo and actually Mike Woods both being uh, uh, in uh, <laughs> In those race series, yeah, as well. So yeah, look at them now. Yeah, well, look at Mike. I'm not sure where. Mateo. Mateo is he? Uh... Um, he was riding with uh, a U.S. company. They had orange jerseys. Oh, geez, can't remember right now. It's not. Uh... Um, name name slips my mind. Oh. But I'd seen him in the tour of California last year. So. Oh, cool. He's still. He's still out riding. Ride. I remember like like driving with him to actually Charlevoix, which was actually that that event and we dropped him off with his his teammates and uh, I just remember stopping at the gas the gas station he comes out with this thing of like you know um, the iced tea and a bag of skittles and I'm like is that what a, a like a <laughs> semi pro racer eats before you ride. I was like, I couldn't believe it. Whatever works for different people. <laughs> okay. I've seen some strange stuff getting eaten. Uh, yeah, I could just imagine. <laughs> so, you're moving along. You've got your summer planned. And um, I just want... Do you have anything more in your uh, no, your basket no. over there to show us? But I So, I just want to thank you so much for doing this and coming on. Because like, I would always talk... I heard about Mike Dan. Nothing special. Like <laughs> Maybe it's the name. Yeah, Nash is an easy name to say. Yeah, Nash. Yeah. So Something like that. <laughs> it's always like so. Now, if I come out of the time trials this year, I might see you. Yeah, I mean, I'm staying most in the West End right now because it's so close and the course is great. Oh. That's the only thing I could say I can encourage people to come to the Almont course. Where is it? Um. It is just outside, well, just outside of Elmont, uh, at the old town hall, Tadlock Road. Yeah, it's a great course, actually. How long is it? It is 15K. Okay. It was previously used in the... um, 15 out and 15 back? No, 15 total. Oh, okay, so it's the same. It's hilly. 
Oh, okay, so so Mr. Nash, I have an FQSC time trial Mm -hmm. on the calendar for July twelfth. That's a Sunday. Yeah, and it's from the Tulip Valley to Wakefield and back on the one hundred five. Close roads. Uh, it's not close, but there's nothing going on. Okay, but it's a hilly course, so you'll love it. And I'm the organizer. I'm, I'm bigger than most. The, the guys who really love the hilly course are the smaller racers. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, anyways, you're going to have to come out and, okay. uh, and represent. I'll check as long as Don doesn't have a horse show. Because oh. I'm definitely on the <laughs> you're on stay the, at home. On the lake. But this is local. So yeah, you don't I know, have to travel it, very far. I know, but this is a horse show. Anyway, I'll try. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us today and getting an insight to Mike and um, his career in cycling and how it continues to evolve. And, oh, before you go, before I go, so what do you, one little piece of advice for somebody, like, because a lot of people think that they have to, you know, either start cycling early if they want to get into, like, what you did, like, competition oh. or track. Like, what kind of, like, one piece of advice would you say to somebody who's, you know, just looking at getting into cycling and maybe um, moving into some competition? Um, hmm. Well, finding a club is usually a great start. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be shy. Introduce yourself. Cyclists may seem standoffish, but as soon as <laughs> really, you ask, nice. love to give advice. So Excellent. You know, I think people are very generous with their advice. And all very benefited yeah. greatly. Hopefully, I can get <laughs> back to you. Yeah, well, you've had a lot of, you have a lot of great people around you to get you to your goals. So with that, thank you very much. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.